The Sixth Day God said, Let the earth produce living creatures after their kind, livestock, creeping things, and animals of the earth after their kind. And it was so. God made the animals of the earth after their kind, and the livestock after their kind, and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. God saw that it was good. God said, Let's make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of heaven, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In God's image he created him. Male and female he created them. God blessed them. God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of heaven, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God said, Behold, I have given you every herb yielding seed, which is on the surface of all the earth, and every tree which bears fruit yielding seed. It will be your food, to every animal of the earth, and to every bird of the sky, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. There was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Behold, my servant will deal wisely. He will be exalted and lifted up, and will be very high. Just as many were astonished at you, his appearance was marred more than any man, and his form was more than the sons of men. So he will cleanse many nations. Kings will shut their mouths at him, for they will see that which had not been told them, and they will understand that which they had not heard. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord's arm been revealed? For he grew up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no good looks or majesty. When we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of suffering and acquainted with disease. He was despised as one from whom men hide their face, and we didn't respect him. Surely he has borne our sickness and carried our suffering. Yet we considered him plagued, struck by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought our peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. Everyone has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, yet when he was afflicted, he didn't open his mouth. As a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and as a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he didn't open his mouth. He was taken away by oppression and judgment. As for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living and stricken for the disobedience of my people, they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has caused him to suffer. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he will see his offspring. 
He will prolong his days, and the Lord's pleasure will prosper in his hand. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light and be satisfied. My righteous servant will justify many by the knowledge of himself, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore I will give him a portion with the great. He will divide the plunder with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was counted with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. O Lord, I have heard thy hearing and was afraid. I have considered thy works and trembled. In the midst of two animals thou shalt be known. When the years draw nigh, thou shalt be known. When the time comes, thou shalt be manifested. When my soul shall be in trouble, thou wilt remember mercy, even in thy wrath. God will come from Lebanon, and the Holy One from the shady covered mount. His majesty covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. Merciful and everlasting God, who has not spared your only Son, but delivered him up for us all, that he might bear our sins upon the cross. Grant that our hearts may be so fixed with steadfast faith in him, that we may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be to you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to their father's house, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too little for a lamb, then he and his neighbor next to his house shall take one according to the number of the souls. You shall make your count for the lamb according to what everyone can eat. Your lamb shall be without defect, a male a year old. You shall take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel, on the houses in which they shall eat it. They shall eat the meat in that night, roasted with fire, with unleavened bread. They shall eat it with bitter herbs. Do not eat it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roasted with fire, with its head, its legs, and its inner parts. You shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, but that which remains of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. This is how you shall eat it, with your belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man, which imagine mischiefs in their heart. Continually are they gathered together for war. They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adder's poison is under their lips. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from the violent man, who have purpose to overthrow my goings. The proud have hid a snare for me, and cords. They have spread a net by the wayside. They have set gins for me. I said unto the Lord, Thou art my God. Hear the voice of my supplications, O Lord. 
O God the Lord, the strength of my salvation, thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and the right of the poor. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. Almighty and everlasting God, who has willed that your Son should bear for us the pains of the cross, that you might remove from us the power of the adversary. Help us so to remember and give thanks for our Lord's passion, that we may obtain remission of sins and redemption from everlasting death. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where there was a garden, into which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Judas then, having taken a detachment of soldiers and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all the things that were happening to him, went out and said to them, Who are you looking for? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. Judas also, who betrayed him, was standing there. When, therefore, he said to them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Again, therefore, he asked them, Who are you looking for? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way. That the word might be fulfilled which he spoke, Of those whom you have given me, I have lost none. Simon Peter, therefore, having a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's servant, and cut off his ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus therefore said to Peter, Put the sword into its sheath, the cup which the Father has given me. Shall I not surely drink it?
So the detachment, the commanding officer, and the officers of the Jews seized Jesus and bound him, and led him to Annas first, for he was father-in-law to Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Now it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should perish for the people. Simon Peter followed Jesus, as did another disciple. Now that disciple was known to the high priest, and entered in with Jesus into the court of the high priest. But Peter was standing at the door outside. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her who kept the door, and brought in Peter. Then the maid who kept the door said to Peter, Are you also one of this man's disciples? He said, I am not. Now the servants and the officers were standing there, having made a fire of coals, for it was cold. They were warming themselves. Peter was with them, standing and warming himself. The high priest therefore asked Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues and in the temple where the Jews always meet. I said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. Behold, they know the things which I said. When he had said this, one of the officers standing by slapped Jesus with his hand, saying, Do you answer the high priest like that? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, testify of the evil. But if well, why do you beat me? Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They said therefore to him, You aren't also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, being a relative of him whose ear Peter had cut off, said, Didn't I see you in the garden with him? Peter therefore denied it again, and immediately the rooster crowed. They led Jesus therefore from Caiaphas into the Praetorium. It was early, and they themselves didn't enter into the Praetorium, that they might not be defiled, but might eat the Passover. Pilate therefore went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man weren't an evildoer, we wouldn't have delivered him up to you. Pilate therefore said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your own law. Therefore the Jews said to him, It is illegal for us to put any one to death, that the word of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke, 
signifying by what kind of death he should die. Pilate therefore entered again into the praetorium, called Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Do you say this by yourself, or do others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight, that I wouldn't be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this reason I have been born, and for this reason I have come into the world, that I should testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? When he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no basis for a charge against him, but you have a custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Therefore, do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Then they all shouted again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. So Pilate then took Jesus and flogged him. The soldiers twisted thorns into a crown and put it on his head and dressed him in a purple garment. They kept saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they kept slapping him. Then Pilate went out again and said to them, Behold, I bring him out to you that you may know that I find no basis for a charge against him. Jesus therefore came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple garment. Pilate said to them, Behold the man! When therefore the chief priests and the officers saw him, they shouted, saying, 
Crucify! Crucify! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When therefore Pilate heard this saying, he was more afraid. He entered into the praetorium again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Aren't you speaking to me? Don't you know that I have power to release you and have power to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no power at all against me unless it were given to you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me to you has greater sin. At this, Pilate was seeking to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If you release this man, you aren't Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king speaks against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat on the judgment seat at a place called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the preparation day of the Passover, at about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king! They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So then he delivered him to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and led him away. He went out bearing his cross to the place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and with him two others on either side one and Jesus in the middle. Pilate wrote a title also and put it on the cross, 
there was written, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Therefore, many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. The chief priests of the Jews therefore said to Pilate, Don't write the king of the Jews, but he said I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, to every soldier a part, and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, woven from the top throughout. Then they said to one another, Let's not tear it but cast lots for it to decide whose it will be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, They parted my garments among them, for my cloak they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. standing by Jesus' cross were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Therefore, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. From that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, seeing that all things were now finished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I am thirsty. Now a vessel full of vinegar was set there. So they put a sponge full of the vinegar on hyssop and held it at his mouth. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. the Jews, because it was the preparation day, so that the bodies wouldn't remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, asked of Pilate that their legs might be broken, and that they might be taken away. Therefore the soldiers came, and broke the legs of the first, and of the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, and saw that he was already dead, they didn't break his legs. However, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. He who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, that you may believe. For these things happened that the scripture might be fulfilled, a bone of him will not be broken. And another scripture says, they will look on him whom they pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked of Pilate that he might take away Jesus' body. Pilate gave him permission. He came, therefore, and took away his body. Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred Roman pounds. So they took Jesus' body and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. In the garden was a new tomb in which no man had ever yet been laid. Then, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the tomb was near at hand, they laid Jesus there.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today our Lord bows his head in death and hands over his spirit. Today is your baptism. Today the church is created. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up, or rather handed over, his spirit. Throughout the Passion narrative today, our Lord himself was the one being handed over. Judas handed our Lord over to the Jews. The Jews, Christ's own people, handed our Lord over to Pilate. Pilate handed our Lord over to the executioners to be crucified. All of them thought they held power and controlled what happened that day, handing our Lord over. Rather, however, it was our Lord who ultimately showed that even on this day of his great humiliation, he was the one in power. Here he hung on the cross, smitten, stricken, afflicted, looking more a worm than a man. And yet under his authority he laid down his life. Under his authority he handed over his spirit, the Holy Spirit. But reading the text, to whom does our Lord hand over his spirit? Who is to receive the spirit from him? Let us remember who this spirit is whom our Christ hands over. This is the spirit who came upon the highly favored one, so the Son of God may be conceived from high and born of the virgin in the flesh. This is the spirit who participated in the life of Christ and descended upon Christ in the waters. This is the Spirit who threw Christ in the wilderness and who was the finger of God by whom Christ in his ministry taught and performed miracles. Today, this is the Spirit who was involved in our Lord's passion. He was involved all the way from the supper to the betrayal to the sufferings, scourgings, and crucifixion. Which means, when our Lord hands over his Spirit... This spirit is no longer just the spirit of God or the spirit of the Lord or the spirit of even the Son of God. As Christ hands over his spirit, he is now the spirit of Christ, the spirit who comes from the Son of God who became flesh. As our Lord lays down his life and hands over his spirit, this means whoever receives the spirit of Christ receives all that Christ sacrificed and won on the cross, which is the forgiveness of sins for which he died, which is his life which he laid down is given in the spirit, which means the victory over sin, death, and the devil that is his is given in the spirit which he hands over. Our Lord's great suffering and death make today the most solemn of days. Yet don't let that suffering and solemnness fool you. Yes, we are solemn, but we are not in mourning. Yes, in the church we are surrounded in black, but this is no funeral. In repentance, we see today on the cross the great price for our sin. But we do not regret that our Lord has suffered, fulfilled all things, and laid down his life for us. Because today our Lord hands over his spirit, and in that handing over shows us not his humiliation, but in his handing over the spirit shows us the fullness of his glory. Our Lord giving up his spirit with all that is his shows us that on the cross 
this is the hour of our Lord's glorification. Because the Spirit He hands over, He hands over for our salvation. And as we hear more from the Gospel, we see the Spirit is not the only thing which Christ hands over. When Christ had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished, and he bowed his head and handed over his spirit. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you also may believe. This is John's witness. John would not so emphasize his witness of this if all he saw was mere water and blood spill from our Lord's side. If it was mere water and blood, he would have remained silent. Rather, John is showing he has witnessed something incredible and heavenly, that Christ hands over the Spirit along with and in the blood and water. That in this handing over the Spirit and blood and water, This is incarnational. The Spirit, which is handed over with the blood and water, makes this sacramental. What Christ provides from his pure side are the waters of baptism, and his blood, which is the content of those waters. So that as you are baptized with water, you are also baptized with fire, the fire being the death of Christ from which the Spirit is handed over and in which the Spirit baptizes you. Just as woman was created out of the sight of man in his deep sleep, so here is the church created out of the sight of Christ in the deep sleep of his death. Just as the woman finds her origins in being created from and for man, so also the church finds her origins in being created here from and for Christ in his death. Had the Spirit not been handed over, and had not the blood and water burst from his side, all that was Christ would have remained in him and with him. There would be no entrance into his body. There would be no gateway to heaven. There would be no baptism. There would be no church. But from the Spirit, blood, and water which he hands over in death, the new creation begins. There is a baptism. The church is created in those waters. Again, to whom does Christ hand over his Spirit? Who is to receive the Spirit that Christ hands over with all that is his? The answer is you, baptized Christian. The Spirit has handed over to you in the waters and blood of baptism, making you a new creation, a son of God. The answer is the church, the bride of Christ, who is created by and receives the Spirit in the blood and waters from his side. Here in the waters, the Spirit is handed over. The Spirit creates faith in all those who are baptized. The Spirit confirms the faith in you. And in the waters... The Spirit creates the church in the one baptism of water and Spirit in Christ's death. And in the waters, the Spirit hands you off to Christ as his own. And there in the waters, Christ reveals the Father to you and then presents you to the Father, unblemished, as his own child. So that as you enter the waters in Christ's death, the Holy Spirit there reveals himself to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you're brought into the Trinity. Here, as Christ in death hands over the Spirit with his side pierced, the sacraments become reality. 
a baptismal reality in Christ's death, which is yours. When Christ had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and handed over his spirit. Today our Lord bows his head in death and hands over his spirit. Today is your baptism. Today the church is created. Amen.
Let us pray, dearly beloved, for the Holy Church of God, that our Lord and God may deign to give her peace, keep her in unity, and guard her throughout the world, subjecting to her principalities and power, and that he may grant unto us that leading a peaceful and quiet life, we may glorify him, God the Father Almighty. Let us pray, let us bow. Almighty and everlasting God, who in Christ has revealed your glory to all nations, guard the works of your mercy, that your church, spread over the world, may with a steadfast faith persevere in the confession of your name. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray also for all pastors, those dedicated to work in the church, for all confessors, virgins, widows, and for all the holy people of God. Let us pray, let us bow. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose Spirit the whole body of the church is sanctified and ruled, hear our supplications for all the offices and callings thereof that by the gift of your grace all in their several stations may faithfully serve you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray also for all in authority and for all their administration and power, that our God and Lord would direct according to his will their minds and hearts to our lasting peace. Let us pray, let us bow. Almighty and everlasting God, in whose hands dwell all might and the rights of all people, look favorably on those who rule us with might, and with your right hand guarding us, may the integrity of religion and the security of the country be firmly established all the world over. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray also for our catechumens, that our Lord and God would open the ears of their hearts and the gate of mercy, that having received by the washing of regeneration the remission of all their sins, they also may be found in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let us pray, let us bow. Almighty and everlasting God, who does ever make your church fruitful with new offspring, Increase the faith and understanding of our catechumens, that being born again in the font of baptism and confirmed in the faith, they may be numbered among the children of your adoption. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray, dearly beloved, to God the Father Almighty, that he would cleanse the world of all errors, take away diseases, drive away famine, open prisons, break chains, grant a safe return to travelers, health to the sick, and a safe haven to sailors. Let us pray, let us bow. Almighty and everlasting God, the consolation of the sorrowful and the strength of those that labor, let the prayers of those that call upon you in any trouble reach you, that all may rejoice that in their necessities your mercy has helped them. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Let us pray also for heretics and schismatics, that our Lord God would be pleased to rescue them from all errors, and recall them to the purity of the word in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Let us pray, let us bow. Almighty and everlasting God, who saves all, and would that none should perish, regard the souls which are by diabolical deceit, that having set aside all heretical evil, the hearts of those that err may repent, and return to the unity of your truth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray also for the heathen, that Almighty God would remove iniquity from their hearts, that putting aside their idols, they may be converted to the true and living God, and His only Son, Jesus Christ, our God and Lord. Let us pray, let us bow. Almighty and everlasting God, whoever seeks not the death but the life of sinners, mercifully hear our prayer and deliver them from the worship of idols, and join them to your holy church for the praise and glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, we beseech you, Graciously behold this your family, for which our Lord Jesus Christ was contented to be betrayed and given up into the hands of wicked men, and to suffer death upon the cross. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Behold the life-giving cross on which was hung the salvation of the world. O come, let us worship him. Behold the life-giving cross on which was hung the salvation of the world. O come, let us worship him. Behold the life-giving cross on which was hung the salvation of the world. O come, let us worship him. O my people, what have I done to thee? Wherein have I afflicted thee? Answer me. Because I led thee out of the land of Egypt, thou hast prepared a cross for thy Savior. O holy God, O Holy God, O Holy Mighty One, O Holy Mighty One, O Holy Immortal One, have mercy upon us. O Holy Immortal One, have mercy upon us.
Because I led thee out through the desert forty years, and fed thee with manna, and brought thee into a land exceeding good, thou hast prepared a cross for thy Saviour. O holy God, O holy God, O holy mighty one, O holy mighty one, O holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. O holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. What more ought I to have done for thee that I have not done? I planted thee indeed my most beautiful vineyard, and thou hast become exceeding bitter to me. For in my thirst thou gavest me vinegar to drink, and with a lance thou hast pierced the side of thy Saviour. O holy God, O holy God, O holy mighty one, O holy mighty one, O holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. O holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. For thy sake I scourged Egypt with its firstborn, and thou hast scourged me and delivered me up. O my people, what have I done to thee? Wherein have I afflicted thee? Answer me. I led thee out of Egypt, having drowned Pharaoh in the Red Sea, and thou hast delivered me to the chief priests. O my people, what have I done to thee? Wherein have I afflicted thee? Answer me. I opened the sea before thee, and thou with the spear hast opened my side. O my people, what have I done to thee? Wherein have I afflicted thee? Answer me. I went before thee in a pillar of cloud, and thou hast led me to the judgment hall of Pilate. O my people, what have I done to thee? Wherein have I afflicted thee? Answer me. I fed thee with manna in the desert, and thou hast beaten me with blows and scourges. O my people, what have I done to thee? Wherein have I afflicted thee? Answer me.
I gave thee the water of salvation from the rock to drink, and thou hast given me gall and vinegar. O my people, what have I done to thee? Wherein have I afflicted thee? Answer me. For thy sake I struck the kings of the Canaanites, and thou hast struck my head with a reed. O my people, what have I done to thee? Wherein have I afflicted thee? Answer me. I gave thee a royal scepter, and thou hast given to my head a crown of thorns. O my people, what have I done to thee? Wherein have I afflicted thee? Answer me. I exalted thee with great strength, and thou hast hanged me on the gibbet of the cross. O my people, what have I done to thee? Wherein have I afflicted thee? Answer me. We adore thy cross, O Lord, and we praise and glorify thy holy resurrection. For behold, by the wood of the cross, joy has come into the whole world. May God have mercy on us and bless us. May he cause the light of his countenance to shine upon us and have mercy on us. We adore thy cross, O Lord, and praise and glorify thy holy resurrection. For behold, by the wood of the cross, joy has come into the world.
My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple, and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. In the day when I cried, thou answerest me, and strengthest me with a strength in my soul. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of my mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. My enemy hath filled, and made me drink with bitterness. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning, and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. My enemy hath filled, and made me drink with bitterness. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. My enemy hath filled, and made me drink with bitterness. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And am I not grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. Search me, O God, and know my heart. 
try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man, preserve me from the violent man, which imagine mischiefs in their heart. Continually are they gathered together for war. They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adder's poison is under their lips. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from the violent man, who have purposed to overthrow my goings. The proud have hid a snare for me and cords. They have spread a net by the wayside. They have set gins for me. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. I said unto the Lord, Thou art my God. Hear the voice of my supplications, O Lord. O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked, further not his wicked device, lest they exalt themselves. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. As for the head of those that compass me about, let the mischief of their own lips cover them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, into deep pits, that they may rise not up again. Let not an evil speaker be established in the earth. Evil shall hunt the violent man to overthrow him. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. I know the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and the right of the poor. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth, keep the door of my lips, incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity, and let me not eat of their dainties. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. Let the righteous smite me, it shall be a kindness, and let him reprove me, it shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head, for yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth, as when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth. My enemy hath filled, and made me drink with bitterness. But mine eyes are unto thee, O God the Lord, in thee is my trust, leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares which they have laid for me, and the gins of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, whilst that I withal escape. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, with my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him, I showed before him my trouble. My enemy hath filled and made me drink with bitterness. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. I looked on my right hand, and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me, 
No man cared for my soul. My enemy hath filled, and made me drink with bitterness. I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for they shalt deal bountifully with me. My enemy hath filled, and made me drink with bitterness. When he received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head, and gave up the ghost. When he received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Christ became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom." Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. 
make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bollocks upon thine altar. Christ became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Almighty God, we beseech you, graciously behold this your family, for which our Lord Jesus Christ was contented to be betrayed and given up into the hands of wicked men, and to suffer death upon the cross. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen.